At Roswell Park Cancer Institute, our mission is our passion to understand, prevent, and cure cancer. We proudly present another episode in our podcast series, Cancer Talk. Here's Bill Klaproth. Can the microbes inside you affect the success of your cancer treatment? Here to share with us her recent research on gut flora is Dr. Amisha Zeros, Assistant Professor of Oncology, Department of Gynecologic Oncology at Roswell Park Cancer Institute. Dr. Zeros, thanks for your time. First off, what are microbiomes and how can they affect your health? Thank you so much for the interview. So microbiomes are a collection of bacteria, viruses, and fungi that live in our human body. Um, they mostly live in our gut and also can be found in our skin and um, essentially in our mouth and also in the urogenital system. So these bacterias and uh, small organisms um, typically have a lot of beneficial effect in our health um, they strongly correlate with how our immune responses work in our body, how we recognize cancer cells, and how we respond to certain treatments. So this is mainly a collection of millions of bacteria that live in our body and has a strong effect on how we behave and how we develop certain diseases and how we respond to, to cancer treatment. So these are the good bacteria that we all have in our bodies. So typically, most of them are considered to be good bacteria. Um, however, if there is an imbalance in between um, the different bacterial types, they can be harmful and um, they can um, actually lead to imbalances and, and lead to several different types of diseases, such as obesity, metabolic disorder. Um, also, some psychiatric diseases have been linked to uh, tipping the balance, and also cancer or um, infectious disease. So how does the microbiome then affect cancer treatment for certain individuals? We don't fully understand the mechanism exactly, but um, the National Institute of Health really became interested in researching the microbiome around 2007 and launched the Human Microbiome Project. Um, which is aiming to characterize um, all these bacteria, which are thousands of them that live in our system, and try to understand that why certain people who have a certain composition do develop certain type of diseases and why a certain composition is associated with better survival in cancer patients. We are learning about our patients um, by collecting samples from their stool, skin, and different sites in their body to try to understand what type of bacteria is necessary for us to have a good immune response and recognize cancer cells efficiently in our body. And Dr. Zeros, you've been conducting a clinical trial for patients with ovarian cancer whose disease has returned after treatment. Can you give us an update on that? So ovarian cancer is a very uh, rare but also very deadly disease. And um, every single year, over 14,000 patients die in the United States from ovarian cancer. Um, typically, we use chemotherapy and combination with surgery to um, achieve remission. However, most of the patients who get diagnosed with advanced stage disease will recur and eventually succumb to their disease. 
So we are very eager to find new treatment options, and as immunology and immuno-oncology is advancing, we're trying to um, advance the treatment for our patients as well. So currently, we have a new clinical trial that is trying to activate the patient's immune system by using a combination of three medications. One is pembrolizumab or Keytruda, which is an immune checkpoint inhibitor, um, which aims to activate the patient's immune system to be able to recognize the cancer cells more efficiently. And then this drug is combined with two additional medications. One is called bevacizumab or Avastin, which is a monoclonal antibody that is um, trying to improve um, the blood vessels around the tumor cells. Um, So the immune cells can actually migrate through these vessels and get into the tumor microenvironment, which is often a problem in tumor immunology that we don't have the immune cells uh, within the cancer cells. And then the third medication is called oral cytoxin, uh, which is aiming to tip the balance between the regulatory immune cells that typically would... um, promote tolerance so the patient would not recognize the cancer cells and try to aim the good immune cells, the effector T cells, um, to recognize the cancer cells more efficiently and to be at higher number in the circulation. So this is a combination of these three medications together um, that we believe are are needed uh, in combination to achieve the best possible immune response um, in ovarian cancer patients. So this study and research then is quite groundbreaking. So no one has done this uh, combination together in this patient population, and we know that using the checkpoint inhibitor, the pembrolizumab, alone as a single agent, only about 12% of the patient showed any kind of response, so this is very dismal. So we're hoping that the triple combination would help us um, to further activate the immune cells, but also get them into the cancer cells, to the cancer site more efficiently. So can you tell us more about the Center for Immunotherapy and the important research that's taking place there? So the Center for Immunotherapy is located within Roswell Park Cancer Institute, and um, the main goal of this center is to develop novel therapeutic for patients Uh, with solid tumors. Um, We don't just focus on ovarian cancer patients, however, that is one of our major focus currently, Um, but also trying to develop new vaccines, uh, drug combinations um, that have not been tried in cancer patients and try to optimize um, the drug delivery and minimize side effects. And we're also trying to select who are the optimal patients who should be receiving immunotherapy. So we started out talking about the microbiome. So the microbiome and immunotherapy are linked together? So our understanding so far about the human microbiome that from birth, they play a very important role, how our immune system develops and evolves over the years. And typically the human microbiome and the bacteria that we harbor in our guts um, gets matured around age two to three. We know that diet, lifestyle, sleep, exercise, um, different genetic fun- uh, different genetic background can modify it slightly, um, 
but it really determines how our immune system responds um, to infections as well as uh, new cells such as cancer cells. The immune system is a very key component of cancer treatment and to keep the cancer cells from coming back and from recurring, particularly in ovarian cancer patients, which is a huge problem. Uh, we're trying to understand um, what kind of microbiome our patients have. So we are the first site that actually conducts the detailed microbiome research on our ovarian cancer patients by getting routine samples, um, which are skin samples, uh, vaginal samples, and stool samples uh, when they are going through immunotherapy treatment. Um, and as they continue with their treatment with us, uh, we resample them every three months to make sure we understand how the microbiomes are changing in their body, if they are changing. And if there are certain patients who respond really well to immunotherapy, we try to characterize which are the good bacteria that live in their bodies um, that might be contributing to the excellent response to immunotherapeutic agents. As of right now, um, we have been collecting specimens on our patients and um, we're yet to analyze these results in the next couple of months. And when it comes to the microbiome and immunotherapy, do you see this becoming more commonplace, this type of treatment? Yes. So we have a very strong animal data supporting that um, mice with a certain bacterial composition respond really well to immune checkpoint inhibitors and new immunotherapy drugs. And there are mice who lack certain type of bacteria and do not respond at all. And we also know that certain bacterial composition will lead to much quicker tumor growth um, in one type of mice and other type of mice purchased from a different location or from a different vendor would grow the tumor tissue in a very different rate. So these are new findings that were published in 2015 and 2016 in animal models. So now there is a very active area of research to find out what happens to humans who go, um, who have cancer and undergo cancer treatment, particularly with immunotherapeutic agents. We don't have any solid data currently published, um, even in any different in in, in in another cancer type. Um, so this is an investigative area. This is a very active area of investigation in patients with melanoma, lung cancer, colorectal cancer, as well as breast and ovarian cancer. Um, so as of right now, it's still in early phase and early stage. Um, we have standardized the way how to collect the specimen and store them properly so we can identify the different type of bacteria. Um, now we have the ability from our information technology to sequence these bacteria and give us a clear picture of um, every single one of our patients. So a lot of potential uses and very promising, that's for sure. Well, Dr. Zeros, thank you so much for talking to us today about the microbiome and immunotherapy. For more information, visit roswellpark.org. That's roswellpark.org. You're listening to Cancer Talk with Roswell Park Cancer Institute. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.